but yeah, no, yeah, milk in the galaxy is kind of a weird topic, and I don't want to talk about it much more, okay? We have devoted so much time to discussing milk, is all I'm saying. Like hey everybody, welcome to Nat Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Interested parties. Interested that's parties it, want to it. know about the milk. No, no. Oh, okay. Hi, hi, my name is Interested Parties. <laughs> uh, yes, they what would you like to know parties. about the milk? What would you like to know about the milk of the Golden Iron Galaxy? Mm-hmm. What is Everything. it? Everything. So much. Everything? Um, well... <laughs> You can I, tell the, me later, though. Yeah, I'll tell. I'll tell you later. <laughs> uh, Don't worry about actually, it. Actually, welcome to Nat Wonderful. Uh, this week is going to be fun. We're going to send these guys to classes because they're out of school, so they need to go to classes. As you guys all uh, wake up in your dorms, uh, how do, how are all of you feeling? You had kind of an eventful day. Uh, you had a party last night. How was that sick party? I think Wind uh, probably hit the sauce a little too hard, <laughs> so I I think he's a little hungover today. Mm. And you know, when he wakes up to do his morning yoga, that probably helped a little bit, but oh, he's definitely y- still hungover. There's morning yoga. Oh, I mean, dude, he's <clears throat> a monk, of course. There's morning yoga. I have an important question. I have an important answer. Is there like a uniform situation at this space school? Um, there there actually isn't for classes. Uh, once Hell you yeah. get once you get to the point where you're discharged on missions, you'll be in uniform. Uh, but no, there is no school uniform. You guys can wear whatever you want as long as it's like you know appropriate, as you cool, see. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. So wind does his morning yoga. As he always does in the nude. Oh no! He puts on his monk robes. Look at that cloaca. His brilliant oh, butt chugging the sunlight. Butt chugging the sunlight is the name of the episode. Okay. <laughs> this yeah. is to the tune, by the way. Butt chugging the sunlight is to the tune of dancing in the moonlight. <laughs> Chugging the sunlight, sunlight Everybody's We just listened to that song what a is Okay but yeah when sight. Everybody But Chugging the sunlight, sunlight. <laughs> oh my Welcome to Nat Wonderful <laughs> <laughs> Yeah when's gonna th- He Then throws on his robes and I think he's going to go and try and get some breakfast. Yeah, the cafeteria is open, so you do, you definitely have breakfast options. Um, Hell yeah. Jen woke up early because she actually left the party a little early and went to bed because she was feeling kind of sucky about uh, causing Rust's meltdown. And so she went to bed early and made the mistake of waking up early and saw completely everything going on with wind <laughs> Uh oh! it was not good uh she won't look him in the eye it was just like a, you woke up threw on clothes and then you walked out saw that and then just kept walking right through to get to uh breakfast on time or oh yeah yeah this is 
I'm waking up feeling great about the day. Like, you know, yesterday was tough, but I can go to classes. I can get over things. And then I start the day with a whole new trauma. <laughs> Basically like a neighbor peeking through a window just by accident. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause d- wind is like in his bedroom. So, and he just like probably accidentally had the wind, <laughs> the blinds open a little bit. Oh my goodness. And the, the full, the full, the door was it was the money shot. As it was very it. bad. He was like doing a sun salutation. <laughs> A little, little bit of waving through the wind, oh. Oh, my gosh. Um, he did crow pose, and it, ooh. Uh, so, what else is everyone, how else is everyone feeling when they wake up? I would say that, like, Anna being the sort of caretaker that she is, she'd probably go for the more DD of the party. Where, she's probably, right. she's in our prob- dorm, she's probably though. feeling pretty good. You don't drive anyone home. I know. I had to make sure they got back to their room. It's a very confusing okay. base. Okay. We were in the same hallway, weren't we? I, yeah. I have a question I we about were in the that. Same like little dorm common area. Yeah. yeah. How does that work? I, I'm still kind of confused on that. So you've got like um, the the main hallway of you got, like yo basically you've got like a big common area that has like a kitchen and it's got like a little living room area whatever and then there are rooms for each of you leading off of that. That are basically like little dorm rooms. You know, a room, a bathroom, except you also have a little kitchenette set in there. Okay. Do I have a roommate? Because we have not talked about that. Yeah. No, and do you like share a bathroom with your your dorm people? Or does everyone get their own bathroom? Uh, you're, You share a bathroom. Uh, there's two bathrooms. Everyone kind of shares. And you don't have to have... Like there's enough for each of you to have your own room. But if you want to have a roommate... That's an interesting thing. Are any of you guys bunking together? That's what I thought that Wind and Jin were trying, or that Jin was trying to set up there. But like, I don't know. I was just asking if I had a bunk. I could be totally on board with bunking with uh, Wind. That's even funnier with the with the nude yoga thing. Uh-huh, yeah. Like that's going to be a daily occurrence cuz wind refuses to put on clothes. Like I cannot get up before 7:30. This is imperative <laughs> cuz I will see things. <laughs> but um, then you just get used to it and it's just like, "Oh yeah, there's there's wind." Um, I feel like Blue would have their own room just cuz of their special sleeping needs. Right. Yeah. I think that makes the most sense cuz you've Rose got would a want pool. Her own room. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I fully imagine like Rose. I figured Molly would have her own room because yeah, she's older. She kind of needs. She might want her own space. But yeah, I think that makes sense. I love the idea of flashback Jin and Wind walking in and not not realizing that they don't have to share a room, and they're like, "I guess we're bunking together," and then realizing, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, I think. Then everyone else has their own room, being like, "What?" (laughs) Yeah, right. I think that's really funny, but I think Wind would want his own room. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Then Wind just keeps the door open like a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, tell me about my character. (laughs) (laughs) So okay, but yeah, so Anna, you blue Anna's. We've got our DD situation. Yeah, the Wind is a little hungover. Jin walks out. And then just happens to look at the right time, wrong time, right time to see just wind completely naked doing yoga. What about Blue? Um, I feel like Blue would wake up 
at like just in time to grab breakfast before class, you know, like that sweet spot. And um, yeah, they wake up, put on their, um, so Blue wears, um, when they're on like on the surface, spending time mostly on land, they wear wool sweaters because wool keeps you the warmest when it's when it's wet, you know? So they wear wool sweaters and they have a little like mister, like bottle of water they spritz their little sweater with to keep it damp. I love that. So their outfit is some some like neoprene dive shorts, you know, not neoprene, whatever swimsuits are made out of. I don't know. But those divey shorts with the big old pockets, you know, and yeah, and a, and a big old wool sweater. I, I love it. Rose, what about you? So Rose would have probably eaten a few of those bugs maybe tried a few of the other snacks that were around and the, even the evening <laughs> then snuck off early to have a good sleep or to at least look at the stars for quite some time and then waking up again just like like blue did just before a reasonable like at a reasonable time to get breakfast basically because she just wants to get a bunch of food go to class so you said you stay up late to kind of look at the stars some yeah, a little bit. Nothing crazy. Probably as about as late as everyone else. She leaves the party maybe after 30 minutes. Okay. If you go out at night to look at the stars and like the stars are your thing. Isn't is this like the first time you've gotten to like take a look from this location to like truly take it in? Yes, because she's okay. only seen them on the ship coming over otherwise. As you look out your window, you kind of start to familiarize yourself with the stars in this area. And from Earth to here, it is like a whole different thing. Like the array of stars, there are new constellations that you kind of have to learn. There's there's so much stuff going on. There are planets off in the distant that are just close enough for you to see, but far enough that they're not like huge in your field of vision. And it is, uh, it's truly a sight to take in. And uh, I'm curious, what do you do kind of as you're doing it? Are you the type to like make your own star chart or? She she would mentally be taking note of everything. She would, wouldn't be make a st- making a star chart yet. Um, she has one of the, you know, earthen um, constellations that she could map before. But she's going to make a star chart of this. For now, it's just sort of thinking about things about her whole situation and just looking at all of the unique patterns in the sky and just being peaceful awesome uh and then you wake up just in time i think like maybe as you walk out uh at this point probably wind is out uh gin is already gone uh but maybe like you and blue leave right around the same time uh since you both kind of woke up around then anna what time do you wake up I was going to say my wake up time is probably, I was going to say probably the same sort of breakfast scenario. I'm not saying we have to sit together, but I would say probably just, you know, just enough time for me to grab some breakfast, some OJ, some coffee, and then uh, heading off to class. Also, are are the rest of us going to do some cool outfit checks? Because I did not realize that was something we probably should have talked about. Ah, yeah, I mean, Rose is just wearing like a uh faded well not faded but like a grayed red sort of linen tunic and some brown linen pants with a a little belt just made of leather very simple okay yeah i have a question about that 
I have an answer about that. Do we, are we given clothing or any supplies or anything by this? Or can we, like, buy new stuff? Because, I mean, Jin was homeless. Yeah, you can definitely buy new stuff. Um, <clears throat> You can, like, I think you're given a uniform just in case. But, like, it's not like you're required to wear it. Uh, okay. But these, the, the clothes that they give you, uh, which will, that uniform will eventually be, like, your mission uniform. Um, is like basic black pants, black socks, black shoes, and then a colored shirt corresponding with your like area of study. So for the captaining program, it is a, it's a red shirt. So congratulations, Jen, you're a red shirt. Uh oh. <laughs> oh, if if there was a uniform, Rose would be wearing that. She would be getting dressed in her uniform and not really wearing her actual clothing to classes. For planetary studies, the shirt color is this forest green, and all of them have a gold pendant that is the uh, logo for Star Academy, which for the listeners, we will drop on Twitter soon, so you can look there. Also, for my outfit, I was going to say, normally for Anna, it's a, a series of just tank tops or crop tops or something in between and some sick camo cargo pants. Oh my gosh. That is very cute. Perfect. I, oh my gosh, I love it. And then last, uh, Molly, what time do you wake up? Molly wakes up at 5 a.m. every day. <laughs> oh my god! I was going to say, it's going to be one of those devil <laughs> old people wake up times. I hate uh, those people. <laughs> my parents are those people. I don't think like, they get up at four. I'm like, okay, you guys have fun. I don't even know what you do with all that time. I would say the cafeteria doesn't open until 6, so you've got like 30 minutes to just kill. I think she wants to make her own breakfast anyway. Cute. I need to know what this breakfast is. Oh, I need to know. Oh, well, she has a bowl of cereal. Oh, yeah. Of course. But she also makes some scrambled eggs and just has some fruit. So really, all she is doing is preparing eggs. Yeah, I was going to say, I like watching you look around the kitchen for inspiration. <laughs> oh, I was just look- I was looking off in the distance. I was not okay. looking at the kitchen intentionally. <laughs> I I love it. So like, what uh, do I? What food do I even have? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You've got like all the stuff you need. You like, you can obviously prepare eggs. You are able to find like gnome sized at like gnome home eggs. Uh, they're just little quail eggs. eggs big. Yeah, they're like quail egg sized for you. And so, you know, you can make a nice little breakfast out of it. I, I dig it. You like you hear the doors start to open and shut and everybody start to head out for the breakfast. Um, as you do, there's all the other students are in there eating. They're all just having a good old time as they uh, chow down on breakfast. Because I feel like everyone's going to ask, yet Tree is sitting in the same spot. He was in the other t- the last time you were in here. Um, and he just has like a full plate of spinach and mushroom omelet just full stacked up plate like two feet tall just omelets he's loving it sitting with tree uh you see don and colin are kind of sitting with him and they're just talking off in the distance you see malcolm who was the uh drow that you guys met last week that seemed to take a little bit of an interest in Jin and made sure to introduce himself and sitting next to malcolm is shelly but they're 
they're far away, so there's no need for... Well, it's up to you, but I, I wouldn't say there was a need for you to panic on this one, Anna. I, I was I was going to go sit next to Tree anyways, but... Because um, <laughs> the, the moment you said her name, my eyes went wide, so I would probably... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. I'll. I will sit with tree. It's a fairly uneventful breakfast. There's students milling about, kind of coming in and out, getting ready for classes, and then eventually you hear a bell ring throughout, and you hear coming over the intercom, uh, the voice of Charles Lamarcier, uh, Mr. Lamarcier, the captaining person, uh, and he just comes on and says, "Is this thing on?" Right. Yeah, it's on. So, uh, it's the first day of classes, everybody. Uh, we're excited to see you. Uh, you should be getting a ping on your, uh, on your, like, little devices real soon, uh, telling you, uh, where to go and what classes you're taking. Uh, you only got two classes a day here. It's gonna be pretty chill time, all right? But we gotta get all these gen eds out of the way. That way we can push you on to the bigger and better things. I look forward to at least seeing some of you in class. All right, have a nice rest of the breakfast. You got about 30 minutes, and then the you hear a click, and you guys are left 30 minutes before class. You guys hear a little ping, and um, you see uh, on, like, the tables in front of you, there's a little screen, um, because, like, where you sit, uh, it doesn't really matter. It, tell, it, like, has a list that you can scroll through, and it'll have, like, your pod and where you're going. Uh, and so you scroll down, your pod's about the fourth down on this list, and you see that it says, uh, it says, uh, like, uh, it lists out all your names, and then it's dash, and it says captaining. Uh, so you guys know that in 30 minutes, you guys need to go to the captaining course. Yeah, I was honestly picturing, like, the last, sorry, I was actually picturing the last 30 minutes before class is, like, when Blue would be going to get the food. Like, they would just breeze in and out of the cafeteria and like be eating on the way to the classroom <laughs> i dig it so like yeah you hear that ping or that notification while you're in the hall walking there like anyone else have anything specific they're thinking of we got 30 minutes before class starts i have some time to inhale my pancakes and exchange maybe two or three words with tree yeah tree's like in like just absolutely demolishing these omelets and he looks over and says Hmm. It looks like I'm studying combat today. That sounds fun. Are you any good at that, Tree? I'm very skilled with many weapons. I like to <laughs> do combat. I just what happened in Tree's life to make him so bloodthirsty? <laughs> I, I I was I was I was kind of wondering because I didn't. I see weapons. I do see weapons. I, I didn't know if hand-to-hand -hand combat would work for you because you seem to move kind of methodically. Oftentimes, things that seem like you need to do them fast are serviced much better by slowing down and taking a rather methodical approach. Ooh, that was... I'm gonna write hell yeah, that bro. down. Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. And then he... Uh, I love tree. He like holds out his hand and you see that like growing up with these vines uh, kind of go shoot up his arm and it forms like a little mannequin. If I was to attack fast, I would swing away. But if I'm slow and take an easy approach and then he points at like two different spots, he says, 
I can hit here or here. Finish the job in one go. All right. That's really cool. I'll remember that. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yes. Cool. All of it. Everything. And then you just see uh, Don looks up from his plate of, he's got like, like a small plate of like bugs and eggs and then like fruit. And he looks up and says, tree, I'm fucking, I, what, what, that's, that's, how? I'm terrified. Every conversation with terrified. you is a treasure tree. You know, it really is. It really is. It's a great time. Well, this is wonderful. I look forward. I'm going to the piloting class. I'll see you. And uh, the frog person known as Don gets up and starts walking away. Uh, getting to class is super easy. The campus is laid out in like squares, like think like a New York City block grid system. Uh, you know that it's on the third floor of the main building, and it it takes you like maybe like two minutes to get there from anywhere. It's a very central location. At some point before the classes starts, uh, Jen finds Blue and asks how Rust is doing. So Blue, you know Rust is actually taking it this week he didn't wake up on time but when you checked on him he seemed fine and then you got a notification in your room asking if there was a way that rust could go to a uh, therapy session this week yeah i feel like i would have just forwarded that message to rust and like made sure he woke up before i went out the door and made sure he was all set to go to therapy and such and so I can relay that to, um, it's not like a private thing. Like I could just like show Jen the message or something, right? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that'd be okay. You guys are officially going to your first class. And you guys know that your first class is with Charles Lamarcier, who is the head of the captaining division. Uh, and it is the captaining class. The way that I kind of want to do this, at any point, let me know and you can do a check. Like, if you think you want to do a history check, roll it, and then let me know what you roll. If you want to roll insight, any type any type of those checks that you think is appropriate, tell me you want to roll it, and I will let you do it and give you information. And that kind of goes from here on in any class. So, you guys uh, are about to go into captaining class. Uh, let's say you guys, it's on the second floor of the main building. So, you guys... Uh, are headed up the stairs currently. Uh, what's the mood? So, like, I don't know. I'm. I, I would say Anna's pretty excited. Like, um, this is a new chapter in her life. It's a uh, a sort of starting over, but not really. This is. I, I'd say this is ex an exciting first day. Yeah, I dig that, Jin. This is kind of your area. Uh, how are you feeling about it? I would say I'm apprehensive because it wasn't really the area I chose. It was the area that was left. Like when we did that first thing, everyone else had their specialty, had their expertise, and then I was just kind of thrown into the position. So I wouldn't say Jin is overly excited, a little more just wondering what to expect. As, as you guys enter, Charles is actually not in the classroom as you enter, uh, which means if he's not there in 15 minutes, you can leave. Uh, that that is, is an urban legend. That that no, that that is space law. I had a professor who would constantly get to class at the twelve minute mark, where we were like, "Oh, we're almost ready to just yeet out of here." Uh, if I had a professor that did that, I'd just quit showing up. Like, you hmm. clearly don't respect my time. Oh, he was a little sweetie though. As you guys enter, there are uh, enough seats for all of you. Where do you guys sit in the class? 
I'm gonna say Anna sits like smack middle. She wouldn't like. I don't think she would go up to the front because she doesn't want that sort of responsibility. But she would like to still be attentive, and not necessarily be in the back. So neutral. Right. First one's the window. Are there windows? Yeah, there's a seat. There's like a the way this costume is set up is it's kind of like a. Uh... Like there's windows facing out into space in all directions, but there is one specific view that uh, maybe it's the most perfect. It's there's like one where you can see the most stars and one where you can see the most planets. So she would be going for the star one. Perfect. So you're going to be kind of up and to the left. Molly is going to be sitting in the very front row, not exactly in the middle, but just a little bit to the right. Just so she could see in here. Jin sits toward the back. Like, the back row. But not, like, in the corner, just in the back. Jin just waits and takes whatever's left. Yeah, I'd say Blue sits, same, up toward the front, where they can participate in class. So as you guys kind of all take your seats, um, it's about five minutes and nothing happens no one shows up blue is using their school issued like digital whiteboard thing that kind of projects a message above their head um to send memes just (laughs) putting memes memes up there don't ask me to describe them uh, i don't know space memes Make a meme make check. A perfor- no, make a performance Performance check. check. Ooh, I should open up my character sheet. That'd be fun. Uh, okay, so that's a 12. Uh, with a 12, the memes are like pretty mid, you know? Oh, okay. They're not, they're not quite boomer Facebook memes, but they're like memes that have been through Twitter and Reddit and now uh, they're on Facebook. Okay, We're in the future okay, yeah, and yeah, Reddit's yeah. still around. Uh, that that's my that's you my bet. real life equivalent. Blue, you know? did did you make that joke up just now? <laughs> Blue nods. I didn't know you were so funny. <laughs> oh my goodness! It is at the seven minute mark that Charles finally walks into the back of the class and says, "Right, sorry I'm late, everybody. Don't worry about it. I'm here. We can continue with class." Mondays, am I right? Right now. I know what you guys are wondering. How am I supposed to learn how to captain? Well, there's one thing about learning how to be a captain that I think is more important than anything else. That's history. There's no reactions? Okay, thought I would get kind of a cheer. Elaborate. Like, how? How are you supposed to enforce codes if you don't know why the codes are there? Go on. Right. (laughs) Now... You guys all know the basic story. There was a war between the uprising and the denizens of the, the denizens of peace versus the oppression, and eventually it led to what we have now. Now, question for the class: Who knows why the war actually started? I would. I will make a history check. I would like to make a history check. Yes. Me too. I'll do one also. History. Ooh. Blue is good for this. Molly rolled a six. Molly rolled a six. Uh, Molly has like a very faint idea. (laughs) Not entirely sure. Anna rolled a 17. 17. Okay. 
All right, that is a 21 for blue. Wow. Yeah, blue has a plus seven to history. Whoa. Jeez. For reasons that I don't remember why I chose that, but yeah. Uh, who else was rolling that? I rolled a 10. Right. Sorry. A 10? Okay. Oh, you're good. Uh, So, Anna, you have a va- like you remember that what you've been told is that the war started because just like long standing turmoil and then they just got fed up and went for it who went for what the denizens of peace as they're known now which is a group that started on earth you remember that yes uh decided to uh attack what became known as the oppression uh, the oppression but the uh, original galactic Federation. And I say this out loud. I say this out loud as well because this is in my character voice. <laughs> so Charles takes a brief minute and uh, he listens to you as you kind of tell uh, what you've been told your whole life and says, Right, well, there's a little bit more of a thing there. Uh, and then Blue, you know the thing. Uh, you know that the Galactic Federation was basically starting to... There was rumors that the Galactic Federation was toying with the idea of, like, experimentation on humans. Cool, yeah. They um type that onto their digital whiteboard thing. He Yeah, he reads that answer above your head and just uh, points at Blue and says, yeah, you're exactly right. The Galactic Federation decided that it was uh, up to them to experiment on humans. Rose yeah. just stiffens as this conversation starts and is just looking at her desk. I'm a human. I don't like that idea. I was raised yeah. by humans and I hate that idea. So basically, uh, the denizens of peace, as they, became, as they started to be known, was just as... A group of people that were on Earth at the same time. Not all of them from Earth, but, you know, they were all on Earth, and then they decided to, to fight back. Now, eventually, we had to, you know, work with each other towards the end, because it was a stalemate. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, Without massive destruction, what are you going to do? Yeah. <sighs> There were a lot of lives lost in the war. We all know that. And it's an unfortunate thing. However, the end result is what we have today. And I think we all agree what we have today is a lot better than what we had. Am I right? Rose, I'm going to roll. Like, I'm... Yeah. Blue is also skeptical. That what we have now is is better because their planet ended up being basically colonized after the war. Yeah, Jen doesn't buy it either. Also, after all that Anna has lost as well during the war and everything she experienced, she would definitely not say the ends justify the means. Rose looks for a moment like she's going to get up out of her chair and leave, but shuffles back in and and just clenches her fists. You know what? Hold on. I'm going to actually talk to this professor here. Hey, professor. Would you say that the ends justified the means for us to get to where we are now? He pauses. Your name's Anna, right? Yes, sir. 
Anna, if I didn't think the ends justified the means, I wouldn't be teaching here. Fair enough. Right. Now, I understand that the means were not always the best. However, they were better than some of the other alternatives. I think what I'm, what I'm trying to tell you is that, uh, and he, uh, sits on his desk. He's been, like, standing kind of in front of it talking to you this entire time, and he sits down, and he, uh, says, the alternative to not having this is everyone being dead. Molly raises her hand. Uh, he kind of nods at you and looks at you. Professor, so this all started because of a conflict between humans? This all started, I mean, if we want to get back to the root of it, this all started because Earth decided to expand and try and go out into the universe and then found everything. You know, there's a lot of reasons this got started, but this got started between a conflict between people that had the power and the people that didn't have the power. I suppose. So, Professor, what would you say is the true mission of Star? The Space Travel and Regulation Academy is training operatives, like you guys, students if you want to call them that, to make sure that we can keep the peace that we have. Because I think we can all agree with this. The best defense is a really good offense. Jin speaks up and says, not when you're dealing with people's lives. We're not talking about a preemptive offense, are we? So really, the only kind of offense there is is preemptive. If you're doing something in response to something else, you're playing defense. So what does this offense look like, Professor? He stands back up, and he kind of walks over, and he says, It looks like you guys. The students here at Star Academy, uh, that uh, your friends that are out there doing their classes... It looks like you guys being out and being the faces that everyone sees and making sure that everyone knows they can trust us. And making sure that everyone knows that on the corner, there's going to be a star operative out there. That's what it means. That's what it looks like. And then you hear a uh, class bell go off. It seems to come from like kind of just everywhere in the walls. Right. I think it's time for you guys to go to your next class. I think you got medicine, George. Before he finishes, immediately as he says, time through, time through the door, like she's gone. Well, looks like Rose is eager to get out. Um, next time will be more fun, guys. Promise, we'll do something fun. Anna's going to start gathering her stuff. As Molly leaves, she, she goes up to the professor and asks, um, do we have any homework we need to do? <laughs> Oh, wait, how could I forget homework? Oh, Molly. Oh, I'm so sorry, guys. There are books in the back of the class. Someone grab one for Rose. I know she was kind of... I got it. I got it. Right. So just read the the first chapter of the book. Uh, It's basically going to talk about uh, the founding of the Denizens of Peace and everything like that and how it got started, okay? And I did write those textbooks, okay? Uh, Took me a long time. Yep. Find all those sources. Did you put your signature in this? I did. It's going to be worth something someday, right? That's, that's Sign that, every book. That's kind of cool. On her way out of the room, Jen, under her breath, says that guy needs to work on his sales pitch. 
make us. Yeah, that's a stealth check, my dude. One hundred percent, and I'm gonna roll perception, and I'm gonna tell you right now, this will be fun. Well, lucky for you, I'm a dog lover. Has a nice stealth. (laughs) Homegirl is a rogue. Yeah. A nat one. Oh my gosh. So uh, that's a that's a five. That's a, a five wonderful. on myself. I'm gonna tell you right now, he rolled a nat twenty. Oh <laughs> so she just shouted, just shouted it, I guess. Shouted it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> stage you need there. to work on your sales pitch. Yeah, at that point so, I'm just saying it straight to his face. He looks at you and says, Meet me in my office tomorrow. Well. This is a little awkward. I'm going to gather my stuff and moonwalk out of the classroom. What's up, wonderful people? I'm Cordell from Nat Wonderful, and I love you guys. You're all 10 out of 10 hotties in my book for listening to the show, and I'm here to tell you how you can get more involved. Follow us on Twitter at Nat Wonderful. On Instagram at N-A-T, the number one, D-E-R-F-U-L, or email us at N-A-T, one, D-E-R-F-U-L, at gmail.com. guys go a floor down as you do you see a few students in the hallway a tree is walking up to the captain in class and you guys kind of pass by him for a bit and he says still no blood in combat class (laughs) (sighs) and then he just walks up further and uh you see his like the students in his pot are like patting him on the back and they're like it's okay man like we'll, we'll there'll be blood next time i promise just like consoling the the, the tall tree um you'll get there tree thank you <laughs> i give him a high five it takes a long time it's a long time like it's like he goes and even then like Actually, make a uh, uh, constitution save. <laughs> I thought you were going to... first, I thought you were going to make me make an attack roll on his hand. With my attack bare, fleshy hand. Hold on. Constitution saving throw. Here we go. Yeah. This is a long high five. That's a 12 plus 2. That's a 14. As you pull your hand away, there's a single splinter, like, right below <laughs> your pointer <laughs> finger. Ow! No, I didn't mean to hurt you. It's okay. Curse my wooden form. <laughs> you are made out of there's, there's the blood that you, you wanted. You, yeah, there you go. You is got there... it, Tree. That was my intention all along. Blood from a friend is worse than no blood. <laughs> Should I roll a medicine check to see if I can get the splinter out okay? Yeah, yeah, go ahead and roll another die. All right, cool. That's here we go. Rolls. We're we're playing D and D for real now. All right, here we go. That's another twelve plus three. That's a fifteen. Yeah, you're able to get it out just fine. He sees that you're able to just plug it out. And he says, "Well, all right. That's better than you dying. I was scared that I killed you, and I don't like to kill friends." Well, I'm honored to be called your friend, Tree. Mm-hmm. 
And then he turns around and starts making his slow walk up the stairs. The door to the medic class is open. And you guys see that instead of like uh, in the captaining class where there's like desks, there's like stations of like little miniature med bays almost where you've got like all the medical equipment that you would need for like a first aid scenario. As you walk in, you see this Goliath in front of you and he's just, you guys are right on time. Come on in. Take a seat. Well, or stand, whatever you want to do, it's fine. Wind walks up to one of the stations. I teach. Hello, how are you? I'm, I'm pretty good. How are you? You know, I'm doing great. I'm ready to teach, ready to show some people how to, uh, well, today we're actually going to learn out how to bandage a wound, so that'll be fun. Oh, that's perfect. Uh, Anna, don't you got one? <laughs> got one what oh yeah i do i do have a wound on my hand already that i got on the way over here from our dear friend Trent. how did you how did you wound yourself on the way here i high-fived a tree you wait <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just modern cool kid lingo dab um, i don't know it's a <laughs> i i um no the, the, you know, bet. The, the the student here named Tree, he was having a hard time. He is made entirely of wood and thorns and such. And I gave yes, him a high five. Tree. Yeah, that one. Right, tree, tree, yes. I got a splinter. It's nothing serious. All right, sounds... Well, you know, then uh, why don't you come on up? I'll show everyone how to bandage a... Oh, does a splinter count as a wound? I guess is the question. I think that that's too much. Yep, that works for now. Uh, and he uh, gestures you to come forward, and he says, "Right, is everybody here? I, I know Rust won't be here. He's off doing his own thing. Yep, everyone is here. Blue, how are you today? I haven't gotten to talk to you. Blue gives a thumbs up. Right. Well, Anna, you, you're the usual medic, so um, right. So every show them your wound. I turn it towards them. I have removed the splinter already, but there's a small tiny trickle of blood. Oh no, we must save her! <laughs> this is, oh my god, this is terrible, look at that, ah! Uh, uh, please teach us your weight! He pulls out a swab and says, right, so you have to clean the wound first, and then he like, kind of like swabs and like, cleans up the blood and makes sure like uh, that it's all cleaned up, and he says, and then, you know, I was really thinking more like big wound, but this, if you have a little wound like this, there's a band-aid, and he opens up and just, like, holds out a band-aid, and he says, right, I have, uh, I have one that has a star print on it, I have a star academy one, and then he pulls out, and he says, and I also have one of, uh, Lee Pace. Uh, I'll oh take my the gosh. Lee, I'll take the Lee Pace one, and also teach, I just have a quick question, so you said you were thinking more of you. You were thinking more of a large wound. Yes. Um. Does that mean that one of us was going to get injured during this class, and you were going to fix it up? No, no, not at all. Okay. Just uh. Just make. We'll go to that next. We'll go to that next. You'll see exactly what's going to happen. And uh, then he puts out the least the Lee Pace Band-Aid, and he. Wraps it around your finger and covers up his face. He says, "Right, any questions on how to do very small cuts? I guess they count as wounds." <laughs> All right, Anna, you can go back to your seat. Okay. Now, how to do a big wound? And he uh, steps in front of his desk, 
he pulls out and he like pulls out a knife and he stabs oh, himself no. in the leg. Oh, oh Jesus! <laughs> right now, if you want to fix a wound, here's how we're going to do it. First off, what's everyone's first reaction? Go. Uh, on, tell I me. was gonna. I was gonna. Put pressure on spell it. To, to heal you. Ah, but what oh, if you yeah. have the spells? I you would... only have so much energy a day. I know, but I don't think I would have used them all up to this point. I would just never expect my partner to stab themselves in the leg. Ah, but some do you have to expect the unexpected? And sometimes the unexpected is your partner stabbing themselves in the leg. Well, if I don't, I guess I would just give them basic medical treatment. Everyone roll a medicine check. <laughs> can do. Do we get um, advantage for having a certified PA in the house? I I don't <laughs> think so because Molly is not a certified. Right? I know that was joke. Yeah. Okay. I got um, a fourteen. I rolled a twenty-four. A nice. Oh, Ooh, that is bandaged. I got another I fifteen. Rose is a twenty-four. We have a fifth. We have a fifteen for Anna. Blue. Non-natural twenty. Non-natural twenty. Ooh. Eleven. Uh, what did you roll, Jin? Fourteen. 14 and Molly? 15. Perfect. Okay. Y'all rolled above 10, so you know, uh, maybe he said he looks out and he says, whose first reaction, whose first instinct is to pull out the knife? No one. Good. You got it right. Don't pull out the knife. Um, and he says, so, <clears throat> this is really starting to hurt. <laughs> right, so... Come on, Anna, uh, oh, Rose, let's say, uh, what do you want to do? Oh, hell, what, what's the scenario for this? Are we in cla- in a classroom? Your I- partner has stabbed themselves <laughs> in the leg. That is the scenario for this. It's, she's getting up, and she's looking for the first aid kit. Uh, they're, like, all over. Like, every uh, station is fully stocked with first aid supplies, um, so you're able to find one at your station, like, super easy. Okay, well, she grabs one. Right, and... okay, that's a good first action, is to find the emergency first aid kit. If you're on your ship and can't find it, Edward will be able to help you just fine. Well, you're conscious and you're breathing. Yes, but there is a lot of pain in the leg. So she's, she, she immediately makes a tourniquet around the thigh, or around just around the... Top of the knife area. Yep, that's uh, probably a good choice. She probably ties it a little tighter than maybe even necessary, but you know, it's well, probably it's good. Fine. You're gonna cut off the blood flow, and then what's next? Everybody, everybody in the class, come up and look. We can all kind of witness this together. Uh, Molly, what would you do next? We've tied a tourniquet. We've cut off a little bit of the blood flow to the area. What's next? Um, take the knife out. Not a bad choice. Take out the knife. Now that's really going to hurt. But someone has to do it. I'll do it. Uh, do you want do you want some ibuprofen first? I was gonna say, are there like painkillers in this in this medical kit? There's no painkillers in the medical kit. I will be fine. Wind, pull the knife out of my leg. Okay, you ready? Yep. Hey, what's make that a, over? <laughs> make a dex check. <laughs> A, just a straight dex? Uh, we'll make sleight of hand. Okay, plus seven. I think pulling... Seven sleight of hand, so. Okay, as I say, pulling a knife out of a leg is definitely pulling sleight of hand. Pulling out is sleight of hand. 
Why don't you just stab nine. the knife with another knife? Nine? I got a two oh, no. plus seven. You Poor go Zoe. to pull out the knife, and like your hands shake a little bit, out. I think out of nerves. And then he just says, okay, right, okay. Okay, <laughs> right. This is not ideal. So, Maybe sorry, wind is uh, this yeah, wind yeah, is I'll, not the medic. Wind is not yeah, the medic. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold still. I'm gonna walk up to Jorg and then just like hold him in place, and then I'm gonna cast for real in real life. I'm gonna actually I'm gonna cast cure wounds. Uh, yeah. Okay, cure wounds. Uh, it just happens, right? There's no like check for it. Um, I believe so. Yeah. I cast, ro- knife. <laughs> yeah, I cast remove knife. Remove knife. Uh, there is a check at side of hand. Uh, so you, I love this. So you see, wind is like shaking and pulling out the knife. I think it gets like halfway out before Anne is just like stop, pulled, and walks up there and casts cure wounds. And as you see the wound close, Rose yeah. has a flame in her hand, and she's like, "Oh, I don't get to cauterize it." <laughs> Jeez. Right. So. So now that the wound is healed. Hey, Mr. Jorg. Yes. You are the head of the medic department, right? I very indeed am. I've done that for every glass. <laughs> you have stabbed yourself. <laughs> <in the leg. laughs> we cut off the pants to put the tourniquet on and it's just covered in knife wounds. Do you at least alternate legs or do you stab yourself in the same spot every time? No, I alternate areas. So like leg, other leg, arm. Other um, uh, not anywhere in the vital area, of course. Jeez, Molly raises her hand. Yes. Well, I, I'm um, it's been a while since I've been to school, but is it, isn't there another option? Dummies. Roll an insight check. <laughs> okay, or do you just like stabbing yourself? <laughs> Let's see. That is an eighteen. As you look at him, he like falls silent and he has this look across his face that gives you the impression that in his head he's thinking, why didn't we ever think of dummies? <laughs> Good. And he says, okay. right, well. Mm. I guess that makes us the dummies, huh? He's thinking. It, he looks out and says, right, well. um, Also, by the way, year. he gets healed for yes. seven points, just so you know. Yeah. Oh, also... Blue takes their knife and cuts off the tourniquet so that he doesn't, like, lose his leg or whatever. Well. And and Rose dismisses the flame. Rose is still holding the flame. Yeah, she was <laughs> holding it the whole time, just in case. Jorg looks at all of you and says, Right, now you all at least know that uh, sometimes if your partner stabs themselves in the leg, it's because they weren't thinking, and they should have ordered dummies. <laughs> ah, right. <clears throat> And then he he sits down and like his chair is uh, right behind him. So like all of you are kind of gathered around as he sits down. And he says, "It's important that you all at least know how to do basic medical stuff." Right. So what I need you to know is that Anna, I appreciate you using cure wounds. It's great, but I could have done that on myself. I know you could have, but this just seemed to be going from bad to worse every step of the way. So I just wanted you to, you know, stop being in pain if I could manage it. That's what's going to make you a successful medic. Right. Now, everyone, uh, 
There's some textbooks at the back of the room. Pick one up on your way out. It'll teach you the very, very, very basics of taking care of someone, okay? The rest of the semester, we're also going to be learning how to sling up a broken limb, just in case. We're also going to learn how to assess if someone is actually dead or if they're faking it. <laughs> and this involves Jorg faking being dead. <laughs> we walk into the class, <laughs> and it's just a awesome. We walk into class, it's just a crime everywhere. scene, and it's like... And there's written on the board, am I dead? <laughs> uh, or he write that down instead of the intricate murder mystery episode I had planned. Also, um. like, like Jorg actually does the same thing and gets himself wounded enough down to, like, one hit point so we have to, like, figure out how close he is. <laughs> um, no, but, uh, afterwards, Jorg uh, kind of looks at all of you and says, uh, this is it for the day. You have the rest of the day to yourselves. Uh, but you guys seem pretty cool. Right, my last class, they sat around and fumbled for five minutes just figuring out that they had to put a tourniquet on. You guys did the smart thing. Even though I said not to use your cure wounds, you did it anyway. What does that teach you? Disobey authority. To follow rules? Sometimes <laughs> you gotta improvise when your teacher stabs himself in the leg. <laughs> well, what it's supposed to teach you is that sometimes you just have to take things into your own hands and ignore orders. But only in extreme circumstances. I just, I just, and then Rose interrupts. I just really thought you wanted us to, to learn the manual way to do this, but I'll... No, 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 Rose, listen. You were doing great. I just also want you to know that if there's another way to do it, you can do it that way too. But Rose, doing it the manual way is just as good. Hey, look, there was some magic in my plan. She resummons the fire again and fidgets with it between her fingers while sort of looking him in the eyes. Right. Possible immolation. I dig it. There's always a chance that'll work. And then uh, he goes past and says, you guys are free to just go back to your room now. I'm going to go look up how we can order dummies because I'm tired of stabbing myself. I, I wanted to say, like, if I'm like, I was going to try to be like the last one out of class and I'll just like stop to talk to Mr. Jorg for a sec just to say, and I, I I, still appreciated your example, Mr. Jorg, because, dummy or not, when you're out in the field, you're going to be dealing with a real situation like this. You're going to have to deal with the person's emotions, the pain that they're going through. Sometimes you won't get to deal with a lifeless dummy, I guess. He, he kind of looks at you for a second and says, you're, I mean, you're exactly right. Uh, uh, he kind of looks around and everyone's got, so it's just you two in the room now. He says, you were in the war. Yep. And he nods and he looks at us and says, Right. I have to remember that from here. And then he uh, sits behind his desk and says, uh, Don't worry about grabbing that textbook then. I don't think you need it. Thanks, Teach. I'll, I'll moonwalk out of the classroom. <laughs> <laughs> can you roll a, a, a dex check for moonwalk? Yes, I can. I think dexterity is dancing. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. can Anna get. Can you get advantage because of how slick that would be yeah uh, that, that is would, a that would be pretty slick okay sure I'll, I'll take advantage all right so my first one is a 16 okay oh geez yeah second one was a six <laughs> so uh as you as you like turn around and start moonwalking out of the classroom jorg looks at you and says oh wow it's uh can you teach me how to do that sometime yeah no problem, Teach. Nice. Can't talk now. Moonwalking away. 
the so the camera kind of zooms out, and then uh, you see the fullness of the main building. We smash cut to that night. Rose, for some reason, you're having a difficult time sleeping. It's maybe like relative to like Earth time. It's like two two thirty in the morning. Uh, what do you do? If she can't sleep, she's going to go to the stars. Roll a perception check for me. 20. Wait, 20 total or nat? 20 total. Oh my goodness, still amazing. As you look out amongst the stars, uh, which you saw last night and you made like a mental note of, you notice like there's this giant planet uh, that's a good ways in front of you. It's this uh, blue, it's like a completely blue planet uh, with a red cap at either uh, pole. And you noticed last night that there was a star next to it that was, like, dim, and it seemed like it was light years away. Like, light years and light years and light years away. And as you look, you notice that that star is no longer there. Does she have any reason, does she know any reason this would be the case? Um, make a history check for me. Uh, an 11. Uh, with an 11, you, you can't think of any particular reason why a star would just be there one night and disappear the next. Okay, she's gonna want to speak to someone about it, but she doesn't know if it's urgent or not, but it bothers her so much. Are there rules about being awake or anything at night for too long or interrupting anyone? No, there are suggestions, like, saying, like, try and get some rest, but, like, they're not gonna, like, get you in trouble for not sleeping or something she's probably like she's made a mental note exactly where that is and she's gonna aim to speak to someone about it in the morning but that's probably not gonna Uh, help her sleep at all when she gets back to her room she'll probably draw that exact location like the planet the little star that was that the stars that are there but the star that is not should draw differently just an outline I dig it. Um, you, yeah, you make this sketch, and then we see that kind of sketch like mirrored and reflected as the as we see like this pan around, and we see all the stars, um, and then we cut to black. Mm-hmm.